I feel like I've wasted a lot of time in my life uh, feeling ashamed of things that I definitely should not feel ashamed of or being embarrassed to speak about certain things. And it has really, I'm just bored of it. I'm bored of different taboos and I'm bored that we're still in a culture that is teaching our children a lot of a lot of these still it's changing but but slowly so it's a book of poetry and prose and I'm going to read you a few poems to finish off so a little whistle stop tour of the book I guess but it covers a lot of different topics from grief to masturbation to blood to just chatting to strangers on trains so lots of things that I've yeah just wasted time being ashamed of. And I'm gonna start with this poem. It's called Chasing Ceremony or Convincing Myself. And I wrote it about a minute after watching my grandma's funeral live streamed into my living room. And um, she died during the first lockdown and I obviously wasn't allowed, couldn't go to her funeral. And in my head, I, I sort of thought, being so embarrassed to cry in public as I am and have been taught to be that I I might actually prefer it I find funerals quite awkward um, I'm not sure anybody really loves a funeral I find them important but I don't really like showing my emotions in that way in front of people so I thought it might be okay and afterwards after watching the the live stream I just felt so crap and I remember seeing my mum in the live stream sort of leaving the crematorium just wishing I could have a hug and realizing that all the embarrassment of crying in front of in front of people was nothing compared to having nobody to cry with at this funeral so uh this poem's about that and then I'll swiftly move on to blood and, <laughs> and masturbation so chasing ceremony I'll not get to your funeral that's fine I know you'll not make mine you hate the fussing anyway your favorite color is yellow not black on your street, when next door died, too soon before you did. Neighbours clapped the passing hearse as if the corpse were on a royal tour. You turned towards your daughters. Here, don't you dare do that for me. Hair cradled into rollers each night until the night you left, still begging life for curls. The laws do not allow me to stand and watch a lifetime exit puppet show-size curtains as tears try to console each other two metres apart. The only good things are the sandwich platters afterwards anyway, and we can't even have those. So I'll celebrate you here, 300 miles from home, wear that butter-coloured jumper you once said made me pretty. Wallow in self-pity, as if your loss is all my loss. Let lips tremble all they want. Eyes swell, too embarrassed, red, too obvious a grief to meet with any friends, even with the recommended coffin space between us. No need for all that, huh? Who cares about it, right? I already said I love you so many times in life. Each time I said I love you, each postcard that I sent, each nighty that you lent me, each evening that we wasted watching pre-records of Countdown at a volume that I'm almost sure has pierced some of my eardrum. In refining, just that splash of milk to slightly hint your tea with, until you looked inside the cup again and smiled and said, that's perfect. I'm going to move on to my granddad. So this poem is called Blood Granddad, and it is one of my strongest memories of my absolutely brilliant granddad. And um, he always, always, whenever a advert for sanitary products, menstruation products came onto the telly, 
he he would always get up I didn't really understand why when I was younger but he always used to get up and leave the living room and stand behind the door in a sort of silent protest because as much as he was a lovely lovely man he thought it was absolutely disgusting that anything about menstruation should ever be shown on on tv including products to um help us deal with it so this this is a poem a loving poem from a granddad called blood granddad don't worry granddad it's not that blood it's just scuffed knees blood weak nose from a cold blood finger cut on paper blood tiny line of red blood and you sort of wish blood that there was more blood because paper cuts never look quite as painful as they are blood so don't worry granddad don't get up it's not that blood it's just kids blood just tom and jerry blood cartoons before school blood cat's brains bashed with saucepan blood just fairy blood just story blood snow white's lips as red as blood aurora pricked her finger blood rapunzel's lover fallen blood thorns blinding both his eyeballs blood so don't worry granddad don't get up it's just PG blood, just Fortnite blood, just Harry Potter's Horcrux blood, just fake crime blood, just true crime blood, just crime book blood, just Rocky's blood, just Rambo blood, just Arnie blood, just Bruce Lee blood, just war films blood, more war films blood, just young boys, barbed wire, close up blood, a pan of all the bodies blood, corpses piled on poppies blood, just saviors nailed to crosses blood, just thorn of crowns, just Game of Thrones, just house of cards, just house of lords, just fighting blood, just violent blood, just dying blood just dead blood so don't worry granddad don't get up it's not that blood it's not birth blood it's not blood right i'm gonna move on to masturbation and then do uh do one more i think so this poem i i wrote because i think shame is a real well it, literally a killer I don't think um we blame the right thing I think shame is to blame for so 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 much awful awful stuff so much depression so much pain and um I'm, I'm just so sick of it and this is a poem that I wrote and I wrote it after for about a, a week for some reason I, do, I don't I don't watch a lot of a lot of porn at all but for some reason I was getting those spam emails loads one week um saying that they'd hacked into my computer and they'd caught footage of me masturbating to porn and they'd share this with the world unless I sent a lot of money to them and I know a lot of these emails are spam emails but some of them aren't and I had a friend that had this sent to him and the, the video of him was sent so they had hacked into his computer and um and he just sent an email around to all of us saying Oof, um I've been caught wanking <laughs> someone's hacked into my computer uh please don't open it if unless you want to see me wanking and I'm not paying these people money and I just thought that was amazing and if we weren't so ashamed of things then we couldn't be um used and abused because of that shame so this poem is a personal reply to those spam emails and it's it's got quite a long title it's called if I could reply to the spam emails telling me that they've hacked into my laptop camera and have footage of me masturbating to porn and will share this shameful footage of me masturbating to porn with the world unless I transfer loads of money into their bank account right now. Warning, your device was recently infected with the software I've developed. Warning, the software has recorded you masturbating wildly. 
warning. We have all of your contacts. We'll send it to your mother. We'll send it to your family. We'll send it to your friends unless you send us all your money. Warning. There is nothing wild about me wanking. When I masturbate, I hardly even move. My face looks like a statue of a concentrating fish. It would possibly be the most tedious film to watch. My friends don't give a fuck. And my mother is much more interested in bird watching and nature documentaries than her daughter jacking off. Okay, I think I have got time for one more. So thanks very much for having me and thanks for listening. So this is a, uh, a final, it's a, a short version and a long version of the same thing. And um, it's about the sort of argument you still have, I think in a lot of schools about uniform policy. And I was, I was very well behaved at school. And the only thing I was really told off for was having a skirt that was too short. And nobody explained to me why this was a problem. They just said um, it was distracting the boys. So I tried to kind of argue my case one day when I was sent into the headmaster's office again. So there's a sort of long version of that argument and a short version. I'll read the short version first. Arguing in the headmaster's office. He said, my skirt was distracting the lads. Roll it down, legal length below knees like a nun. I said, some of the boys have their trousers so tight I can see the outline of their dick, sir. I still managed to get on with my work. And then this is the long and final poem, and it's called When I Am Dead, Will You Finally Shut the Fuck Up? And um, I guess it's just about being a teenager, teenage girl in particular, um, which I think is a very hard time, teenage, teenager dom. When I was a teenage girl, the newspapers printed stories about monsters they called paedophiles. When I was a teenage girl, a special assembly was called, which told us all to watch out for a man flashing his penis in the park near the school. We all thought it was funny, walked there especially, looked out for the long coat, giggled with our friends. When I was a teenage girl, one newspaper printed a list of home addresses of people they called paedophiles, vigilante justice and one count of linguistic ignorance graffitiing the walls of a paediatrician's home. When I was a teenage girl, I bought a top 10 record by another teenage girl dancing in school uniform like mine. She sang Hit Me Baby one more time. I sang Hit Me Baby one more time, not wondering whether the clever chorus line referred to punching or being fucked hard or replaying a record. When I was a teenage girl, my friend was called a slag for owning a vibrator. When I was a teenage girl, my friend was called a prude for not getting fingered. When I was a teenage girl, the front cover of this album had Britney Spears in pigtails looking up at a camera as virgin as could be. I did not wonder who directed it. When I was a teenage girl, my friend told everyone he had fingered me in the garden at a house party that weekend, when really he was crying about a problem in his family. He apologised at school. I agreed not to tell the truth. We stayed close friends. When I was a teenage girl, I opened the CD in my bedroom, a poster folded up inside to put up on my wall. It had Britney, dressed in a virgin white vest top with virgin white teeth, sat astride a chair, legs parted for the camera, camera zoomed onto her schoolgirl crotch. When I was a teenage girl, I was told not to use a tampon when I was bleeding playing sport, because that would be like losing my virginity to a tampon before I'd had a dick in me. I was told not to put a dick in me. I was told, oh, told the only sex that counted was sex with a dick in me. 
When I was a teenage girl, two teenage girls in a Russian pop video were directed to snog each other in school uniform like mine, looking sexy at the camera, singing all the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my head. When I was a teenage girl, I was told off for wearing a skirt too short for school. I rolled it down each lesson, rolled it up each break. When I was a teenage girl, I was told I could not play in a tennis team unless I wore the match kit. Match kit was a short white skirt. I was on my period. I did not use a tampon yet because that would be like ruining my pussy before I'd had a dick in me. Sanitary towels leaked a lot. I learned how to check for blood stains between backhand lobs. When I was a teenage girl, I was told not to risk the shortcut. I was told not to walk alone. I was told not to stay out late. I was told not to masturbate. I was told not to get pregnant. I was told not to get fingered. I was told not to be too sexy. I was told not to not be sexy. I was told to sing, hit me, baby. Hit me, baby. Hit me, baby. One more time in school uniform like hers. I was told all the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my head. When I was in my twenties, I fed my baby in the toilet for fear of looking like I was sort of trying to look sexy. I'm still not sure exactly why I was embarrassed to feed a baby with my body, but I was. When I was 30, my friend organized a Botox party before we went on holiday, because apparently when you're 30, laughter is less attractive. When I was 35, I was told not to wear a vest top because women my age do not show our arms now for fear of bats apparently landing on the skin below. When I was 40, I was told my sex drive would dry up with my bleeding, but no one talks about the menopause. When I was 50, I was told, when I was 60, when I was 70, when I was 80, I was told, I'm hoping this will stop. But my grandma is 92 and she is on a diet because in our family, as I've been told my entire life long, the women in our family have bad stomachs. Hold it in, Holly, hold it in, Holly, hold it in, Holly. When I'm dead, I'm hoping I can stretch out in my coffin, silence in my bones. <laughs>